Here at STEM Siblings, we are by no means experts in the topics we discuss, but we do use peer-reviewed sources uh, provided to us that we will include in the description below. No plagiarism. No plagiarism. Only only knowledge. Only knowledge. And welcome back to another episode of STEM Siblings. You may have noticed that we didn't have one for October. That's because no. we're busy. We're, yes. <laughs> we're college students and what? Ben has a job. I got a life, man. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here in November. Welcome to STEM Siblings. I'm your first host, a second year mathematics major who's in love with the cross product, Maxwell. And I'm, I'm lost in America, Kanye West. I don't know, I've been listening to a lot of Kanye West. I was trying to work in a Kanye West bit. It's okay. Say your name. Uh, I am Ben Vlam. Living, breathing, eating, sleeping. Heck yeah. And occasionally reading. Here we talk about science and all that falls beneath that title. Our episodes are just brief introductions into our subjects. We're not a full look into the subjects of our research, and we never claim to do so. No, we're just riffing. This yeah. is just a place where I riff. We don't get paid, so yeah. we're like, this is for the heart. You know, we, we have sources. We, we provide sources, but we're not getting paid, so we're not going that ham, you know? This is just for fun. Yeah, we're riffing. We're just trying to be informationally correct while we're yes. riffing as usual i brought the topic ben brought the jokes but this episode i can't promise many jokes oh i'll be riffing don't you worry i got plenty <laughs> you okay yeah this guy's a big goofball <laughs> today is our first look into dark science and dark scientists and we're going to be discussing the creation and creators of conversion therapy. Mm, doesn't work, everybody. <laughs> it's a stupid, 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 stupid practice that it, just simply it, does not work. It doesn't. Um, this dark science and scientist series will be including heavy topics for many, including ourselves. So the description will always come with a content warning for this. And yeah. here's your warning. Concept warning for pretty much everything <laughs> under yeah. the sun, I imagine. Yeah, pretty much. If but you know, if you're if you're twisted like me and are are into learning about some of history's most horrifying things, you know, stay tuned. We'll be providing the facts. Yep. I didn't come up with a fun game section for this because I didn't think we should have one. No, I totally agree. It's just a uh, it's a very grim topic. It's just a crappy, you know, yeah. if, it would not be my pet. Let's play pet or pest with conversion <laughs> therapy. I think it's a pest. I think you? it's a pest, yeah. All right, I feel like our opinion won't change at the end. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we don't, yeah, let's continue. Uh, so we're going to be starting with our dear psychologist friend, Freud. Oh, yes, everybody wants to have sex with their mom. Classic <laughs> yes. Freud. He was surprisingly okay with homosexuality. Well, I mean, that's, he's on, you know, that's the right way to be. (laughs) If you remember, Freud had the whole thing where people are asexual in one point of their lives, and he thought it was quite normal to be attracted to someone of the same gender as well, and to be bisexual. Yep. He didn't believe it was an illness, but he did believe it could be diminished with hypnotic uh, suggestion. Well, you know, Sigmund Freud, alive during the 20th century... The early part of the 20th century, 
a notably terrible time for anyone with a mental illness. Yes. So uh, we're not exactly batting batting one out of one already here. I'm not surprised by this uh, relevation. His daughter, however, believed you could cure homosexuality. Mm. So not him, but his daughter. I see. And uh, what? Where? Where did this beliefs come from? She published clinical observations on the treatment of male homosexuality. Oh, I see this. Yes, on Mother Wick. Yes, I <laughs> yeah, see you see this. it. Yes, In, some clinical remarks concerning the treatment of cases of male. Wow. She claimed that if a homosexual male were to get the full love and sexual prowess of the opposite sex, they'd become heterosexual. Yep, that's how it works. Yep, right. that's completely how. <laughs> She believed they had emasculated themselves, and that that was the cause of their homosexuality. Oh. Well, she's wrong. But. She is. And I know you're wondering, uh, why, how, how does she believe this when her dad said it was impossible, right? Um, because she's, she probably never saw her father. He was too busy, he was too busy talking about sex all over Europe. <laughs> Pretty much. He was never at home. Uh, she believed that in her time they had found new ways to cure and i'm using finger quotations for the audience who can't see me uh homosexuals more than was previously thought when her father was working with them Uh, oh that um that's a bit of a regression we call that a regression exactly in the the biz it gets worse because she had been quoted to refer to their sexuality as defects and immortalities oh very nice or Immorality. Sorry, not immortality. Yeah, that actually would be nice. <laughs> that would be very nice. Live forever. Can you imagine? I'm s- s- like the scene from Twilight. Say it. Say it out loud. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would be such a good scene. Um, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's okay because this person was homophobic. Yeah. Um, Sundar Ferenzi. I hope I got this right, was a psychoanalysist, and he practiced what he believed was a reduction in gay men's hostility towards women. And how did he achieve this? Uh, I, what do you mean hostility? It's not like gay men were going around hitting women over the head. He believed no hostility. They just hated women, okay. and that they felt so much insecurity because emasculation, he was like, oh, they're jealous or something. Uh, he was unsure of how to completely convert them, so he didn't do much besides be a psychoanalyst. Gotcha. Uh, so but pretty useless. One of his students, Melanie Klein, she heavily believed that this was an Oedipus complex. Mm. So going back well, to Sigmund yeah, Freud. going back to Sigmund Freud. She believed that homosexuality was created by the anxiety of oral and anal stages. What the fuck is an anal stage? Uh, Sorry, we can't curse on this show, right? I mean, I could just put an explicit tag on this one because it's about conversion therapy. What what in the (laughs) ever-loving hell is an anal stage? I don't know. I think it has... I don't even want to look this up. (laughs) What is this woman's name? Um, Melanie Klein. Melanie Klein. Anal stage. Here we go. Oh, okay. This is the anal stage is the second stage of Sigmund Freud's theory of psychosexual development. Okay. Lasting from age 18 months to three years. And I think oral is the first stage. Yes, because that's where we get like the stuff from like feeding off of a breast or sucking on stuff is the oral stage. And this one is uh, toilet training 
and it's the primary erogenous zone and pleasure is derived from controlling bladder and bowel movements. Yes, so she believed there was anxiety between the oral and anal stage and that gay men idolized the good penis his partner had to distract from the fear and hatred of a bad penis that their mother had. What the? Their mom didn't have a penis. I know. That's, I don't. Okay, well, you know what? I don't understand, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So this concept of psychoanalysts aiding in the conversion of homosexuals came to the United States in the early 20th century uh, when Freud delivered lectures at Clark University. So we're back at Freud. Yeah, back at um, Freud, Massachusetts here. And remember, Freud was sort of like, you can't really cure homosexuality. He even wrote to like this family of a lesbian going, I can't do anything. She's just a lesbian, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... That's kind of normal. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's... Edmund Burglar, a famous psychoanalyst in the 50s, believed that the way the term people heterosexual was to blame them for being gay. Yeah, So of here's where we get into the more, the practices we know about conversion therapy. Yeah, because people, people don't want to change. <laughs> exactly. In his eyes, if one wanted to be straight and went through therapy, they'd be heterosexual. Wow. It's the mindset he believed. Um, You're not going to believe this. He broke multiple codes of ethics while doing this. Yeah. Oh, no way. (laughs) Yeah. uh, He shared information about patients with other patients um, and physically and emotionally abused them to try to turn them straight. Incredible. And this wasn't really a far-off idea. Uh. The DSM, until 1987, had homosexuality as an illness. 1987? Yes. That is ridiculous. And I know that until very recently, it had transgender people as an illness. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. way more recently. the gender dysphoria, is that what they call it? I think so, but it was something different. So, DSM, get it together. Holy crap. So... Now we're going to be discussing what conversion therapy is and what they do. And here's another content warning. Yeah, this is where things get really dark. Yes. So they'd castrate people. That's actually, that's really, really fucked up. Yeah, that's really really messed up. up. You can't, you can't just take somebody's penis away like that without, without a little bit of consent. That's a little ridiculous. That's, that's like a big part. That's a big part of being a human being is your is your your private parts. is your private parts. That's like a big that's a large portion of what it is to be a human being. Yep. And getting that forcibly removed is no bueno. Yes. And I think they also it, did the vaginal castration yeah, of for course, women, which is honestly even worse to me. That's just <laughs> oh, it's just I feel like there's a lot more involved with that. It's very less... The male one is very open and shut. It's just a chop. You know, you get rid of it. The female one, now that seems a little more complex, a little more painful. I, uh, I'm bowing out. I'm bowing yeah. out a little earlier than that one. I'm bowing out of both. They also did testicle implants. Okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I think it's just so that you would get bigger balls and you'd feel more manly. That is hysterical. Yes. Okay, a little probably painful and unnecessary, but whatever. Bladder washing, I'll get into what that is. Yes, yeah, that sounds very strange. Yeah, and rectal massages, okay. which I'll also <laughs> Can I just can I just say? 
If we, why? Why would that cure being gay? That's a rectal massage. I have no idea. It, maybe it's maybe it's like a weird code word for something horrible. But as no. a gay, as a as as even as even as somebody who is who is not gay and would enjoy like not saying personally, yeah. But a rectal massage, people could enjoy that. Why? Yes. Are, why is that? Um. So. First, I'm gonna say. Actually, no. I'll do the the rectal massage first. That was just massaging the prostate. Okay. I don't get why they straight would up, straight up. Isn't that like a that, ple- That's like that's, that's what a gay guys point. probably like. Yeah. Um, the bladder washing, however, was inserting a catheter and flushing the bladder with a silver solution, that which sounds very painful. Is fucking sounding painful and honestly dangerous. Yes. Why um, are you shooting? fucking silver up in your bladder stop there's there's a lot of shit going on in there you don't want to mess with that you don't and surprise surprise uh these methods didn't work whoa really like i i kind of see how castration would cause a lot of trauma yeah, i um, mean castration castration that it doesn't it may work maybe on a physical level but not not emotional yeah, level what not, are you doing so then, just leave these people alone what yeah this one? Who cares? They decided not to leave these people alone and try electroshock therapy and okay. lobotomies. That's straight up what they did with everybody, too. Yeah. What are you? Just leave these people alone. Come on. They also didn't work, but they did torture patients, and a lot of people liked torturing patients. Yes, of course, because you're, you're A, you have this power over people, and B, if you if you open conversion therapy, you clearly hate gay people already. Yes. So, like... Actually, we're gonna talk about So you're that. just, you're just, you're just in the prime position to just beat up on some really, really unfortunate, unfortunate gay teens, which is pretty much what has happened in this country <laughs> all the time. Yep. So then they tried hypnosis, and right, honestly, hypnosis fun. sounds yeah. like the least painful yeah, thing I, of it. Okay, I would definitely, if I had to deal with this shit, I would sign up for Hypnosis 101, and yeah. we, would, we would just go through with it. They do orgasmic, orgasmatic conditioning through hypnosis. What uh, the they put someone into a trance in an attempt to shift their arousal and desires within the hypnosis. Yeah, because don't they, like, show you porn and you can, stuff? You can look up hypnosis or subliminal messages for anything at this point, and it'll come up. You'll be able to yeah. watch videos for, like, anything. That's wild. Uh, they also tried to teach men how to be more dominant and women to be more submissive, believing that would stop the reproduction of homosexual children, because obviously it's when a woman is more dominant, right? <laughs> oh man, dude. Being a sub, what a rough time being a man sub in the... Uh, like, you... rough. I yeah. can't relate. Well, I, I'm not going to talk about myself on this podcast. We're not going to talk about me on this podcast. I, you know, just, I'm saying, I feel, I feel, I don't relate, I don't not relate, I'm keeping it neutral, but I feel. So, I know I have all of my sources in the description, but, uh, one thing, article I got a lot of this information from, uh, Conversion Therapy, a brief reflection on the history of the practice and contemporary regulatory of efforts by Tiffany C. Graham is a quick informational read. I definitely recommend it to all of our listeners. I enjoyed it. Not enjoyed it, but, you know. Now we're going to move on to uh, the 21st century. Ooh. We're going to be discussing McCree Game. He was the founder of Hope for 
Wholeness Network. Hope for Wholeness? Yes, it was a religious therapy program oh. that's purpose was to convert people. And the slogan for it, you want to guess yeah, the well, slogan? I'm thinking a lot of people are hoping for some holes too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on, hope for wholeness? Guess, what were you thinking? Yes, the slogan. What? Um, I sure hope to God you're not gay. Which <laughs> it was that freedom from homosexuality through Jesus Christ. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus loves Jesus loves gay people. Yeah, Jesus. I, Jesus would totally be with it. I, I know we're a science podcast, but just talking about the Bible, Jesus was really chill with everyone that very yeah, religious people whole, hate. That's his whole gimmick. He loves everybody. Yep. Um, I want to guess, I want you to guess what game is doing now. What game is doing now? Probably, probably are on a anti-tobacco uh, crusade. He's gay. Oh, really? He's gay. Well... Um, that's not a joke. In 2019, many articles came out about his coming out. Wow. Um, and this isn't uncommon. There are multiple cases of ex-leaders of conversion groups coming out as queer, and more straight ex-leaders condemning the practice of a conversion therapy once they leave. No shit, you're torturing people. That's not yeah. a good look. So Game has gone on record to say he's aware that he caused people what to What is his name? Um, McCree Game. What a strange name. Where I is know. he from? I don't know, but he's aware that he caused people to attempt suicide over his practices, and he never wants to do that again. Oh, yeah. And um, we don't, we've never talked about cult followings in this podcast before. No. I would love to do an episode about Flat Earthers, because they follow along the same line as this. You lose a lot when you condemn conversion therapy after being in it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there, you lose, the whole community is, like, against you. And, yes. you know, communities have outreach. He obviously doesn't have a good relationship with the LGBTQ plus community, yeah. and by condemning conversion therapy, he lost everyone in there, too. He still has his family, luckily. He told his, like, wife, <laughs> I'm gay, and I've been married to you, and I feel awful, and they're still married, I think. And she's like, yeah, this is my gay husband. We're doing great. Wow, interesting. He doesn't and didn't expect to be instantly loved or respected. And he doesn't want to be, because he's... I'm not saying I forgive the conversion therapy, man. But, no, like, I'm but... saying he's... A lot of them realize what's going on. Like, Alan Chambers, our next person, the former president of Exodus International. Exodus? Oh, man. That's, these, these guys are serious Bible thumpers, aren't they? It's the world's largest conversion therapy ministry. A ministry? Oh, my. There's just so many levels of repression happening. There is. And Alan Chambers had a quote that he said, and I think it re like represents everything best. Oftentimes, not only do you lose the relationship... Of people in the community you've been in but you lose the church yeah and i mean that's everything for some people that's that is the community you know that is that is like a way especially for smaller towns that's like a whole way of life gone yep and he shut down exodus in 2013 after he discovered he was also gay <laughs> oh he he went I should shut this down. Yeah. And they did. I forget what it is now, but I don't think it's... A, he was the leader, and he just went, this isn't happening. Yep. And then we have cases like Mel White. Uh, White was a ghostwriter for an evangelical Christians, like a bunch of them. Yep. And he submerged himself into conversion therapy with his own doing, because he found out he was gay, and he's like, 
well, that's not happening. Yeah, I gotta... Can't really do that. He did everything he thought of, including being exercised. Wow. Uh, he and his wife paid over $1,000 for treatment that didn't work because it was proven to be torture. White actually has a pretty okay ending. He stopped uh, write, ghostwriting for homophobic people. Yeah, good start. And he's been with his husband for 38 years oh, now. Oh, nice. He has a very healthy relationship with God, which you don't see after conversion therapy. Yeah, definitely not. And I'm glad he has like that healthy relationship instead of just condemning everything. Guess how many states conversion therapy is banned in in the United States? Five. Tops. No. Okay, I feel better. It's 20. Oh, okay. Um, Whew. Uh, where we live, it's legal. Yeah, Pennsylvania, you can still have this happen. I'm yes. looking at the map right here. There are bans in counties, though. Yes. Not Philadelphia County. Very strange. But I, I do know. see, it looks like Pittsburgh County, and then some counties to the north of us. Very, very interesting. Uh, one state has a partial ban. I didn't write down which state, but that means it doesn't allow minors to be put in these scenarios. But okay. after you're 18, you can go. I'm interested that some of these some of these states are are not typically the progressive states. You have some like, what is that? Well, New Mexico is very progressive, but above that, whatever state that is, and then areas like well, Hawaii it is done in, but yeah, very very strange. This map, not Illinois, not Michigan, very very left leaning states. I mean, they're swing states, but yeah, yes, very very strange. So in 29 what the hell, states, guys? come on. It's completely fine. Wait, 29? 30, right? No. Because you have 20 that it's banned. Right. One that's a partial banned. Oh, okay. So right. 29, so it's totally legal. totally legal. And that was our first episode of Dark Science. Yeah. Uh, this took us dark. a while because it's a heavy subject and I had to take small breaks in between researching. Uh, my first day of researching, I kept posting about all the conversion therapy leaders who turned out gay because i don't know i had to find something fun to do yeah good lord yeah <laughs> oh puerto rico is banned though and district of columbia so yeah it's absolutely ridiculous i mean it's... only only according to this 2014 poll which was conducted by the uh by the williams institute only eight percent of uh only eight percent of people think that it's actually effective so yeah come on listen to your listen to your public just ban it just ban Who it. Who cares? Our music was done by Stephen Vlam. Thank you, Thank Big Stevie. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Stevie. You can contact us at stemsiblingspod at gmail.com yeah, or on Twitter at podcaststem. I promise I'll update our Twitter. One of these days. One of these days. You can find our podcast on iTunes or Podbeans. Please leave us a review. Yeah, please. I need to know. I need to know. I, I really do. And, uh, you know... We have our DMs open. Send us, send us some, send us some topics you want us to cover. Yes. I don't know what we're doing next. I, don't I was about to say any ideas for our next episode. Oh man, let's just riff. Find me the weirdest mathematician in all of history. Can I talk about Edward Berger next episode? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna talk about my celebrity crush next episode. It's gonna be great. All right, that'll do it for us. And remember. Never major in chemistry. Oh, God. They're, oh, <laughs> boring. Boring. <laughs>